Well, good morning, church. Good to be with you this morning. Uh, I'm going to start just with a video. I'm not sure if we're going to have sound on the video. That's okay. As you'll quickly see, the sound's not really necessary. It's about what we're going to see. Everyone else, it is an epidemic texting while walking. bit of an introduction there. We're going to talk about media this morning uh, because it is estimated that the average Canadian spends nine hours and 50 minutes every day consuming some sort of media. That could be television, it could be sports, radio, music, Netflix, movies, video games, surfing the internet, looking at our phones, reading a newspaper, or reading a magazine, whatever it may be, for nearly 10 hours every day, our eyes and our ears are filled with some sort of entertainment or media. And so the question we want to ask today is, uh, well, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Is this something that's indifferent? And how does a Christian respond to this overwhelming flood of information, sights and sounds, that bombards us every minute of every day. Do we embrace it? Do we reject it? And what does Jesus have to say about all of this? After all, Jesus himself didn't even have a newspaper, let alone a cell phone that has access to every film ever made, and all the good and bad things that can come from the internet. Well, if we're going to tackle this question this morning, um, I want us to start by acknowledging that it's something that we all face. This is a question we need to face together. Um, I can start with myself. Um, I don't know about you, but my phone has this feature where once a week, I actually think I just got this notification a couple minutes ago, it usually comes during church, I get this notification that tells me how long I've been on my phone every day for the past week. And I'm not going to tell you that number, because I don't want you to know. A little embarrassing, but suffice it to say that there's almost never a week when I look at that number, and I don't think to myself, Dustin, you have spent far, far too much time on your phone this week. I also want us to be sure that we understand that this is not just a question for young people. Um, I think... It's easy for us to look at younger generations and say they're spending more time on their phones, for example, or more time playing video games. Um, but it's not exclusive to them, right? And, and so I get that how they experience technology is different. I think that's true. Um, I can even see that. Okay, I like to think that I'm young, um, but at the same time, I know that when I was growing up, um, I can remember a time during my childhood that we didn't own a computer. I remember my dad, he would make the newsletter for a missionary friend of his, and when he would make that up, it was on a typewriter. Um, And when I wanted to change the channel on the TV, uh, I remember going and turning a dial on the TV. We didn't have a remote. Um, I never owned a cell phone until I graduated from high school, uh, and that was not unusual. 
And when I finally got a cell phone, it, it called people and it sent text messages, okay? And that was about it. So that's totally different than what we have now, um, where we have, it's not unusual that kids, before they even get to junior high, they've already got the latest smartphone. Um, and so they experience entertainment and they experience media and technology differently than the generations before them. Uh, just as you would probably look at me and say that I experienced technology uh, different than the generations before me. But the fact is that we all, um, we all face entertainment in one form or another. And so when I say that Canadians spend almost 10 hours every day consuming media, please recognize that that is a a statistic about adults. It's about those 18 years or older. Um, and so no one is immune from this. We may gravitate towards different types of media, um, but we tend to fill up our empty time with one form of media or another. If it's not a phone, it might be television, it might be music, it might be magazines or newspapers. Um, but I do think we need to be careful not to judge our younger generation on their desire for a constant digital connection. Because um, like it or not, those, especially in Generation Z, that's what we call the generation um, born in 1997 or so, and then later, um, we, just, we need to acknowledge that they've grown up in a world of instant connectivity. Um, they've never known a world without the internet. They've never known a world without smartphones, without Skype. And so they're not going to think about it the same way that we do. Um, they didn't grow up in the same world. And so we need to be careful about shaming them for living in the only world that they've ever known. Uh, Douglas Adams has a quote that I think sums up the differences pretty well. He says, I've come up with a set of rules that describes our reactions to technology. So the first rule is that anything that's in the world when you're born, it's normal. It's ordinary, just a natural part of the way that the world works. Anything that's invented between when you're about 15 and 35, well, that's new. And it's exciting. It's revolutionary. You could probably get a career in it. And anything invented after you're 35, that's just against the natural order of things. Okay, and so this might be, it's maybe a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Um, there's going to be some exceptions to these rules, but I actually think he's doing a pretty good job of uh, giving us an idea of how we all look at, at media and the surrounding technologies uh, with different perspectives. And so my point is that it's important for all of us, regardless of age, regardless of what types of media are our personal favorites, to consider what Jesus has to say about the use of media in our lives. This makes sense with our series on intersections. Um, we're talking about how the sacred meets the everyday. And there's perhaps nothing that better describes the everyday for many of us than media. We know that we shouldn't walk into a busy intersection without some understanding of how the traffic flows and what the different signs mean. 
And we also shouldn't allow the intersection of media and our faith to be something that we enter blindly. Perhaps more to the point, if we consider the video we watched at the beginning there, we know that we shouldn't drive our cars while we're on our phones. We know that if we were going to be walking into an intersection, we probably shouldn't be looking at our phones. But I do wonder, do we allow our phones, or do we allow the other media that surrounds us, to distract us from the fact that entertainment is an area of our lives that we need to surrender to God? And even though this is something that may never be directly addressed in, in Scripture, um, there are many uh, principles in Scripture that apply, I think, pretty directly to this topic. And so this morning what I want to do is I want to go through just three of those principles. So first principle that I want to mention this morning is seek first his kingdom. All right, Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In Colossians 3, verse 17, the Apostle Paul tells us, Whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And this is the point. Seeking God's kingdom first isn't something that we do with just part of our lives. It's something that touches everything we do. Whatever you do, you do it in the name of Jesus. And I think many of us are able to recognize that following God is important uh, when it comes to being part of a church community, for example. Or maybe we see that it's important when we're raising our families or when we're considering who to marry, or how we use our money, or how we do our jobs. But when it comes to media, sometimes I think that we forget that this is an area where Jesus needs to be Lord of our lives as well. An area where we need to be seeking his kingdom first. And make no mistake, Jesus wants to be Lord of every part of your life. If we want to be disciples of Christ, if we want to be followers and apprentices of Jesus, then we need to surrender it all to him. And that includes our choices about how we consume media. So first point, seek first his kingdom. Second point, set your mind on things above. If we're supposed to seek God's kingdom first, even in our consumption of media, well, what does that look like? Paul gives us a clue in Colossians 3, verse 2. He says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Similarly, in Philippians 4, verse 8, he tells us, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so I think we need to be asking the question, where are we setting our minds when we consume media? Is the media we consume noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? 
Is it excellent and praiseworthy? And I don't want to tell you which songs, which movies, which websites should be considered pure and praiseworthy and which ones are not. Um, But I hope that's a question that you'll ask yourself, a question that you will ponder. In Matthew 6, verses 20 and 21, Jesus says, Store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And usually when we read this verse, I think we understand that Jesus is saying, where you put your treasure, your heart's going to follow. And we tend to think of treasure, and, and rightly so, we tend to think of our treasure as our money and our material possessions, that we want to put those things towards godly things, because our hearts are going to follow. But when we read this verse in the greater context of some of these other verses we've just read, I think it's perfectly fair to say that our treasure also includes our time and our attention. Where your time and attention are, there your hearts will follow. And so we need to ask the question, are our media choices leading our hearts towards God? This leads us to my third point. We're seeking first his kingdom. We're setting our minds on things above. And then finally, we need to leave space to listen. This is a pattern that's given us by Jesus. At the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, after he's baptized, the first thing that he does is he goes out to the desert to be tempted. But before his temptation, he spends 40 days and 40 nights praying, fasting, in solitude. This is a pattern that he continues throughout his ministry. An example of this we find in Matthew 14, 23. It says that, and this is, this is when Jesus has just fed the 5,000, one of his great miracles. He's got this great crowd around him. And then it says that after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. We see this, of course, in his final hours as well. We know that before he went to the cross to be crucified, he went to the garden. And he found space by himself to plead with his heavenly father to pray. And Christians throughout history, we've looked at the pattern of Jesus and we've recognized the importance of solitude the importance of times of silence to pray and to listen to God's voice because it's a pattern that's demonstrated by Jesus. And yet in a world full of media, we seldom have silence at all anymore. Even times that would have naturally once been silent are now filled with music or with the television, even in the background, Where do we find solitude today? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your attention is, your heart is going to follow. 
And media, it's all around us. It's fighting to steal our, our attention at every moment of every day. And I'm not saying that means it's a bad thing. Too much of even a good thing, though, can become a bad thing. And maybe we need to consider that, that there needs to be some times in our lives when we turn down the music and we allow some space for silence in our lives. In Luke chapter 10, we read, uh, we read a story about Jesus and Mary and Martha. It says that Jesus and his disciples, as they were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to Jesus. She had a sister named Mary, and she sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Oh, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and you're upset about many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Now, maybe this verse is talking to a slightly different situation. In, in the case of Martha, she's busy because she's making preparations. She's doing work. But it's not all that different for us to say that we're distracted all the time by media. We have this thing that's distracting us from Jesus. And I think to us, Jesus says the same thing that he says to Martha. He says, your minds are consumed by many things, but only one thing is really needed. To sit at my feet. To listen. And so I'm not up here this morning to tell you that all media is evil or that entertainment does not have a place in your life. That's not the point. But we should be willing to ask questions about the media we consume, about whether it is leading our hearts towards God. And we do need to be careful to keep the pursuit of God's kingdom at the forefront of our minds. And I think that's a pretty simple principle, but it's a lot more difficult to actually try and live that out. And so I want to give you, I guess, just one practical starting point um, for this week that we can start with. And that's this. I encourage you to choose one day this week, and on that day, just turn off your media. Turn off your phone, turn off your TV, mute your music, not because they're evil, but because you want to leave some space to set your mind on God. Time to pray, time to ponder him, time to listen to him in the silence, or perhaps to hear him speaking through the people that he has placed around you. I'm not going to give you a lot of rules about what this has to be. Um, perhaps you want to do it alone, perhaps you want to do this with some friends or with your family. Perhaps 
you look at it, what I just said, and you hear that and you think that's too much to give up everything for a day. So maybe you just want to give up one thing. Maybe you just need to put down your cell phone for the day. Maybe you just need to not use your television for a day. Or don't go on Facebook. Maybe you need to choose half a day. But start somewhere. Start by giving something up. And, and if you can do a whole day, I think that's great. I think if we can encourage each other to try and do that together, um, that can be a really valuable thing. But try to be intentional this week about finding a way to take a step back from media. Again, not because it's evil, but because we want to seek God's kingdom first, because we want to set our mind on things above, and because we want to leave some space in our lives uh, to listen to God. Would you pray with me? Our dear Heavenly Father, I'm thankful for what you've given us in media. I'm thankful that you've given us um, creative minds that create stories, that create wonderful technology. Um, And yet, God, we want to make sure that these things that we create, that they don't distract us from you, that you remain the priority in our lives. And so we pray that you would give us a spirit of discernment as we take in the media that's around us. And God, we pray that we would still be listening for your voice, that we would find those times of solitude to hear you, that your spirit would be present and working in all of our lives. God, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.